0: We're on a roll here on Lockdown Grizzlies, not just because our content is going great or our views, our downloads. It's good times over here for DeMichael Cole and myself. But we're also on a roll because we've kind of nailed the all defense, all NBA predictions. We told you here at Lockdown Grizzlies that Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan Brooks would probably make all defense, and they did. And unfortunately, we were right in the opposite direction. No job ja Morant on the all NBA team. We'll talk about that, how how far away Jaron Jackson Jr. has to go still, and more on this episode of the podcast. Let's lock in.
1: You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: The Thursday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, liking and commenting away, whether you are rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you get your podcasts, hopefully you're an everydayer that starts your day, starts your NBA content consumption with DeMichael Cole and I here at Locked On Grizzlies. DeMichael Cole, of course, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. I am of Bluff City Media, also in Memphis, Tennessee. But I am a, uh, a Memphian, digitally only at this stage. I miss Memphis still to this day. Obviously, still pretty passionate about the place and their NBA squad because I still do this work. Uh, I'm the Ric Flair of, of of blogging and podcasting. I just don't know when to retire. I probably should have done it a while ago. But yet here I am with the with the with the wonderful DeMichael Cole, and I'm glad you're with us. On this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Again, we are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I also want to start off today's show by shouting out our current partnership with Sirius XM. We have a chance to have a fantastic opportunity going into next season, potentially oh, yeah. with Sirius XM. You can catch games on the SXM app. And you can also catch some Locked On Grizzlies goodness coming forward and going forward. Locked On podcast from Major League Baseball, NFL, all sorts of different places. So again, shout out to SiriusXM, shout out to our everydayers, and shout out to you for making us your first listen. Uh, DeMichael, as I alluded to earlier, we have been on a roll. We're like butter here at Locked On (laughs) Grizzlies. We predicted pretty successfully how the all-NBA teams were going to go for the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr. was the easiest one. If you win defensive player of the year, chances are you're going to be first-team all-defense. That's exactly what occurred. Dylan Brooks, a little bit more uh, controversial, which I don't fully understand because Dylan is more of a guard than Jaden McDaniels and all those sorts of things. But there are some upset upset Timberwolves fans. Uh, Again, and and Jaden McDaniels is a phenomenal defender.
1: Yeah, he deserves right. when, in, yeah. when
0: it goes to positionless next season, I think Jaden McDaniels will be on the team. Uh, but you don't have to bring down Dylan Brooks to raise up Jaden McDaniels, right? Be mad at don't hate the player. Hate, hate the, the game, game. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, right? So Dylan Brooks makes the team, mm-hmm.
1: deservingly
0: so, although Jaden McDaniels did deserve it as well. I agree with that. All NBA gets released, yeah. and I predicted it. You had a feeling it was going to happen as well. John Morant gets left off the team. Uh, the, the way that it worked out actually happened almost exactly the way I predicted it. You had SGA, Shai Gilgis-Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder being the leading vote-getter for all guards. I know that surprised you a little bit, partner. Yeah. Didn't surprise me as much. Uh, I think I had Steph instead of Luca. That might have been the one part where it's a little bit different. Luca is the other guard that makes first team All-NBA. Then it was Donovan Mitchell, who had a career year for a good Cleveland team. Steph Curry gets second team All-NBA. And then third team was De'Aaron Fox and Damian Lillard, who we talked about. When you're one of the best scoring guards of all time and you have your best scoring season, yes, I agree. Damian Lillard deserves to be on this team. So it was going to be difficult for Morant, even if he didn't have the off-the-court transgressions. But, of course, he did have those things. And whether it's fair or unfair is really irrelevant. Perception is reality. And when it's a national media award that I know you voted into, Michael, it it seemed like it was going to be a long shot for Jaw. And I, I know you'll break down the numbers here for us. It was even more of a long shot than we thought, perhaps.
1: It was. I mean, you... The gap between the top six guards, and you just outlined who the top six guards were. Uh, the gap between Ja and those guys was pretty insurmountable. And I'm again, we're not surprised that John Rant didn't make it, right? And I don't, I don't know if you're even. Are you surprised at the gap before we get into it?
0: No, I, I okay. think again, depending on how
1: I'm a little surprised. at The, the, of the, the gap.
0: size of the gap, sure. Am I surprised yeah. that he wasn't closer? To Lillard, because again, I know you know some of your uh, your uh, I'm blanking on the right word Com- competitors, I guess colleagues, yeah. Co- Colleagues. that's the better way. Thank you. Yeah. See, you're the professional here. Some of your <laughs> colleagues at the Daily Memphian I saw were uh, were a little bit, I don't want to say heated because I don't know if Harrington and and Drew Hill are ever heated, uh, but they they were kind of like, hey, jaw had a good season too. I, I, I guess. I mean, he definitely was better in terms of... Jalen Brunson had a good season. Right. James Harden had a good season. And I wrote about, for Bluff City Media, there are things that Jaw did well. I would say this was his best defensive season, just from watching him play Mm. the entire season. I would say that he was much better in terms of comparing his usage to his assist percentage. Mm -hmm. He was leaps and bounds better than he's been in his career, in my opinion, especially when he came back from all of the stuff with the suspension. But... I don't know how you look at the resumes of the other six dudes and get frustrated that John Morant wasn't named because the other six dudes had amazing seasons. Is it possible Morant, if he doesn't get suspended, puts up better numbers and maybe he beats out Lillard? Yeah, I think it's realistic to say, even though Lillard would have deserved it, that the number two seed in the Western Conference with John Morant not being suspended, he's probably third team all NBA right now. I don't think that's outlandish. And to me, look. that is the spot where Morant lost it. Was that third team role player or not role player, third team spot where Lillard got it? That was mm-hmm. probably Morant's to lose, and he lost it.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the numbers pretty much, uh Ja got 10 10 votes for second team. He got 14 for thirteen. Pretty good numbers overall, but just to put those in perspective, if you look at the all NBA third team guards. Right. I mean, we talked about how jumbled up it was going to be. Your third-team guards, De'Aaron Fox got 33 second-team votes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Damian Lillard, 36 second-team votes. De'Aaron Fox, 40 third-team votes. Uh, Damian Lillard, 29 uh, third-team votes. Again, so I'm going to say Jaws numbers again. Jaw basically had 10 second-team votes, 14 uh, third-team votes. So pretty much less than half in each category, and that doesn't even include the second-team and the first-team guys. Uh, it's no doubt about it. Uh, I I think this this had to be about more than the off the court issues with that gap, Uh and, and that's where that's where I'm leading to. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I think that made the decision easier for a lot of guys. But are we so sure that job if job would have made it, even if he plays those eight games? Uh I think just, he does. Just looking at the gap there. I mean, it's a it's a huge gap. I feel like again. My job was amazing this year. I had him third team on my ballot and I felt that he deserved it. You know, it wasn't, you know, a homer pick, you know, for me, because uh, I'm pretty fair with these things, I think. But um, I felt that he was third team. And again, I pointed out, you know, some of the reasons why, you know, the mm-hmm. Grizzlies being 40 and 21 when he played this season, 11 and 10, or when he wasn't, you touched on the assist, the playmaking, and and all of that. And, Again, my thing is what we don't take into consideration a lot of times are the fact that cheap players on the Grizzlies, uh, the the Bucks, you know, Drew Holiday was the next guard behind John Morant. These guys don't play as many minutes as guys on certain teams who are averaging 35 36 minutes a game. John played 32 minutes per game, like that has to be factored in, and and, and you can't. Know, say he's only playing 32 minutes, so he's only averaging 26 points. No, if he's playing 38 37 minutes like some of those other guys, his numbers would be comparable. So, you have to pretty much look at it from an efficiency standpoint. You mentioned he improved defensively this year. Uh, I thought he had a, a good shot from that angle of it, but again, we know about the politics, we know about uh, when it happened. I pointed that out as well when I wrote my story. A Josh Josh suspension, you know, happened in March, it was less than probably two three weeks later is when we got our ballots uh, we got our ballots towards the end of March and if you look at the timing uh, you can basically uh, when media members got their ballots the thought of what happened with job was very fresh on their minds
0: absolutely that's it is an easy way when you're faced with a difficult decision to disqualify somebody and usually and I'm not going to judge the national writers for this because it's human nature mm-hmm when you have the opportunity in front of a difficult choice to eliminate something immediately for, even if it's not a reason that perhaps it should be eliminated, but it's still a reason you're, you're going to take that path. And I think that's what happened to jaw here. I think that he's third team. If he doesn't get suspended Mm. because we have to take into consideration. I mentioned earlier perceptions reality and the Grizzlies have gone from the league darling to the league pariah in 365 days it's one of the more impressive things i think i've ever seen and maybe infamous is a better way to put it but ja although it's not hurting his shoe sales and it's not hurting his endorsement deals it's it's definitely hurt his reputation whether that's fair or not maybe that's a topic for another episode but i I think that at the end of it all he is in a spot where he has to his credit taken accountability for his actions I think that he understood that this is going to happen. The lawsuit that was filed against uh, one of the people that he had an incident with over the last year kind of shows that he saw this coming and it's going to be something to watch play out. Does does that lawsuit stand? Uh, You might have information on that. Maybe I missed something that it's already not there anymore. Uh, But, you know, how he responds to all of this is going to be fascinating to watch unfold. And you're exactly right and and I know that we'll talk more about this. Taylor Jenkins deserves some credit for the success the Grizzlies have this year. And we'll talk more about that later on in the show, but he has room for growth. And <laughs> I think it's time for John Morant to play more. You're about to pay this guy $193 million over the span of five years. Take the wheels off. Let the dude run, let him play. And you can't, and, and I know we'll talk more about this too, You can't say, oh, well, he might get hurt, or he might get tired, or we have Tyus Jones. He's the best backup point guard in the NBA. The numbers don't back that up. He's a $14 million insurance policy is what he is. And you can't have, when you're paying John Moran a max contract, a $14 million insurance policy. And you can't have a guy who's making $14 million to play nine minutes a game. So we'll talk more about Tyus another time but I'm with you. It's time to take the wheels off. It's time to let this guy get out there and run. Let's see what he can do. Let him get those 35, 36 minute per game averages. And let's see how those numbers grow. John Morant was not the only one to Michael that was in the mix for all NBA. He certainly was the one that was closest. We'll talk about how Jaron Jackson Jr. did in his balloting next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. And, oh, does eBay Motors understand what it takes to build a championship team? Every player needs to be a perfect fit, and it's the same exact thing when it comes to your vehicle. That's what eBay Motors gets so well. Every part has to fit just right. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit, or you're going to get your money back. Because like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. They have over 122 million parts to choose from, so you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts when they're guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're talking Jaron Jackson Jr. and his spot on the all-NBA voting list, certainly not on the team, next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Malnax, your co-host of Bluff City Media and, of course, this wonderful Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. I'm joined by the suave, the handsome, the brilliant, the the well-T-shirted up. To Michael yeah. Cole, I think I think uh, we're, we're
1: same color T shirts. Uh, yeah, right? I'm, I'm
0: I'm black T shirt today. Are oh, you black oh. or dark oh, no, blue? No, no,
1: no. I'm dark blue. So we're we yeah we we're, go with we're, the dark. We, <laughs> welcome to the dark. Here on yeah, welcome to the dark.
0: Shout out to John Morant. Um, quick side note: There's some irony in the "Welcome to the Dark" theme, and then talking about being in the dark while you're you're openly saying it numerous times. You're bringing attention to being in the dark. But anyway, I digress. Um,
1: <laughs> Had to, to get Michael, that off your chest real quick I,
0: You know, and I like the theme I like the welcome to the dark idea It's catchy, I, I've read the book, believe it or not I oh, liked okay. all of that I really did mm. um, it, It's just Topic for another later in the offseason episode uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was also on the voting List for yep. all NBA Ja fared better than Jaron And again, I know you'll give us the numbers there uh, Jaron Jackson jr. Was nowhere near the conversation, not necessarily that he should have been again. If you look at the guys that were named all NBA forward, it's hard to argue against Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler and, you know, Jason Tatum, Giannis on yeah. uh, and then J- Julius Randle, who had a yeah. bounce back year for a good Big Knicks game. team, the LeBron James of the world, you know, the, the ceremonial selection of LeBron James, <laughs> even though he's super old, uh, You know, it's hard to argue against any of those guys, even LeBron, who I say in jest. So, no, I didn't expect Jaron to get named to the team. But to Michael, I'll be honest, the the people that got more votes or points than him in the voting, that kind of surprised me.
1: Wow. Yeah, let's get into that. Then we're not even talking about you. You mentioned the names who uh, made it. But yeah, here's how far down Jaron Jackson, Jr pretty much was on the Ford's list, which, again, it was, it's a little surprising to me, too. Uh, Laurie marketing was the highest uh, vote-getter of the people, of the players. Makes total not, sense. Makes man, Yeah, most improved player in NBA, right? He won that award. So well-deserved. Kevin Durant, I mean, he, he missed, what, almost half the season. so But but I get it. Again, he's Kevin Durant. You know he is. I know he is. He's Kevin Durant. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Edwards uh, was on here as a Ford as well. And then there's Jaron Jackson Jr., who's slightly above DeMar DeRozan and Mikael Bridges. So that's mm. where he was. Uh, he mm. got, I think Jaron got one second team vote. He got eight 13 votes, uh, which is honestly probably a little bit, that's solid for him because I didn't vote uh, Jaron. So it's not like there was a the Memphis vote for him. Right. That's not right. people uh, outside of me who thought Jaron Jackson Jr. should have made all of it. But uh, all jokes aside, the thing with Jaron is I think this is kind of his setup year to next year. Uh, if you look at his March, March was an all-NBA month for him. Hmm. That's the only month, unless you want to count those couple games in April. Um, March was his, was his all-NBA month. Outside of March, I don't think he was all-NBA player. He was an all-defensive player, but March was the he first time. He was an time. all-star. Yeah, he was an all-star, but he wasn't all-NBA. And again, you got, what, 20 24, 25, 26 all-stars. 24, yeah. I think. Yeah. You got yeah, when you count those replacements. I mean, right, right, mind, right, 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 right. everyone doesn't play in these things anymore, they don't even care about them like that. But <laughs> again, let my turn to digress this time. But <laughs> but um the thing is, you only got 15 spots, and these are the best of the best. This is why uh these all NBA uh players people wonder, oh, how does that trigger the Supermax thing? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea as all NBA being what leads to a player getting the supermax contract because in if you just think about it uh just from a general platform like a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr would probably be a supermax player but there has to be a designation uh to kind of qualify him there but I think this is kind of just the setup year again I just said Mikael Bridges was right below him that's another guy who can play himself into the all NBA conversation next season uh Jared just has to build off of March, uh, Joe. That's what I think here. And that was the month where he finally averaged over 20 points and, and put it together uh, with what he was doing on the defensive end. And, you know, defensively, he did enough to warrant being in this conversation. And offensively, he was he 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 took steps forward. We talked about the two-point field goal percentage. We talked about him just knowing how much more dominant he can be. Uh, there were strides made in that area. But when you talk about All-NBA – you're talking Jimmy Butler. You're talking Giannis. You're talking DeMontis Sabonis like you. You got to bring it if you want to be on that list.
0: And I wanted to get your take on that before we moved on because, again, okay. it's,
1: go, it's about to go
0: positionless, right? Yeah. So it's not going to matter as much. It's going to be a lot of
1: guards, man. I, and right. It's a, it's a guard and wing league. You might see two or three bigs on there, I think.
0: Whereas on the all-defensive team, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's Embiid and Jackson. Yeah. yeah. It might be four or five centers. Bam, on yeah. the bio. Um, I, I'm curious as to your take on, again, this year in particular, since it's changing moving forward with the new CBA, again, yeah. another topic for a future episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Um, <clears throat> if Jaron had been listed as a center, Ooh. if you could just go through those points, because, again, mm-hmm. obviously, Jokic and Embiid, <clears throat> excuse me, Embiid and Jokic, those mm-hmm. are your one, 2 Mm-hmm. Sabonis gets three, and I, I I think Sabonis had a better year than Jaron, so I, I think Sabonis deserves that recognition. Yep. I'm just curious if you could just go down the list of the centers and see if Jaron perhaps would have gotten a better fit or a better competitive vibe if he
1: had played some more center position. Yeah, uh Anthony Davis outvoted Jaron Jackson Jr. if you go to the centers. I think Jaron finished with – of 14 14 votes total at his position. No, it was 11, excuse me, 11 total points for Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm -hmm. So basically at the center position, the only player that was above him was Anthony Davis. Bam Adebayo, I mean, from Anthony Davis, there was a big drop-off. So basically after that, you had Bam Adebayo, Christoph Porzingis, Brooke Lopez, all under 10 points. So if you, you talk about centers, I know some people have wanted him to get that move to the five and, and all that in, in the future, but uh, there could be an argument there, you know, going forward. I mean, I think Anthony Davis, the well, way he's playing right now, he's going to make it in future seasons. We'll see what happens with the Simonis the Montes- Sabonis the uh, going forward. But Embiid and Joker are shoe and, and until uh, they decide not to make a team. I think if Jaron
0: was listed as a center, he's probably getting more votes, more yeah. points, but he's not – I, I don't think he's passing Anthony Davis. Even he probably passed Sam Adebayo. I for think sure. he, he would he would be in that mix between Davis and Adebayo. I just wanted to see your take on that entering into a brave new world where it's all positionless for these all NBA teams. I love it. Uh, it it's going to be chaos next year. <laughs> you know, I think the NBA kind of likes that to an extent. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to shout out somebody who hasn't gotten much recognition, uh, at least not not nationally. He gets recognized here on Lockdown Grizzlies. And, you know, people call for firing championship coaches and moving on from these guys. They're out of their minds, in my opinion. I am very happy with the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm going to explain why, and we'll see if DeMichael agrees with me next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinex, one of your co-hosts. I am working over at Bluff City Media now. I also write for SB Nation. You can check out DeMichael Cole, my co-host, uh, the beat writer for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He does amazing work. Follow him at the Michael C on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Mullinax. We appreciate you each and every day making lockdown Grizzlies part of your NBA consumption. The uh, Michael we've talked about John Jaron missing varying degrees of missing yep. the All NBA ballot. I just want to make a point. Okay. I just want to make a point and I'm going to do my best to knock it off on a tangent because I'm very Uh-oh. good at that. Uh-oh. Um, Gianna, uh, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, right? The Milwaukee yep. Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, leading vo- point getter, best basketball player on the planet. No offense to Joel Embiid and his MVP award, but Giannis is in the LeBron James of 10 to 12 years ago stage where, yeah, cute MVP award. You had a good year. Giannis is the best player on the, but planet, I'm the yeah.
1: Right?
0: I think we can agree there. Number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, number two seed in the Eastern Conference, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, two of the top 10 players in the NBA, according to all NBA voting. And again, it's not positionless like we talked about, bit flawed there. But Jalen Brown's a top 15 player in the NBA, Jason Tatum, one of the top five or six. Number one seed in the Western Conference, two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic, he is... Second team All NBA this year. Of yeah. the top. First team seasons. season. <laughs> right. And I'll even do you one better. Three seed Philadelphia, right? Goel mm-hmm. Embiid, MVP, first team All NBA. Three seed in the West, Sacramento Kings. Yep. The Aaron Fox, third team recognition. Two players. Correct. I'll do you one better. Fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, mm. Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell, second team All-NBA. And I want to stress that all of these players deserve this recognition. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that any of them shouldn't be on the All-NBA team. Mm -hmm. The point I'm about to make is this. Outside of the Phoenix Suns, who had trades and injuries and that sort of thing, only one team of the top four or top eight total Mm -hmm. seeds in the NBA had no All-NBA recognition, and it was the Memphis Grizzlies the number two seed in the Western conference with a 51 and 31 regular season record. There's reasons for this that the Michael and I have talked about consistently, Mm -hmm. but I want to say they must have a pretty darn good head basketball coach because they do not have apparently the level of talent that all these other teams had. And yet here stand the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the youngest rosters in the NBA, 107 regular season wins over the last two years John ja made all nba last year and again jaron won defensive player of the year so they're getting recognition i'm not trying yeah. to play that card i think we're past that with these grizzlies but to not have an all nba player and still be among that list of elite teams in terms of regular season record mm-hmm. something must be going right with the coaching staff so it's very in vogue right now like it was uh, uh a request of Warriors fans to fire Steve Kerr, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever said oh, out loud. Oh, I, I don't mean, get me started. It's ridiculous. And I saw your tweet about this, yeah. which is why I wanted to talk about this a little bit, kind of throw you a softball here. You're setting me up all the time. So plot twist, here's a softball for you. Yeah. Taylor Jenkins deserves some flowers, and these coaches in general do you know, we talk so much about how the NBA is a player's league and yet it's championship coaches that get fired fairly easily. You know, you can't accept all the praise when things are good. And then when things are going poorly point at the guy who has much less leverage than you.
1: Yeah. And, and before I give him his flowers, I want to make your point here uh, to the fact that a lot of people are starting to have, and I think we've touched on it briefly, but it's starting to be a conversation that, uh, what will happen with Taylor Jenkins if next season ends similarly to a season like this one, whether mm-hmm. it's a first round exit or early second round exit or something like that. When in reality, we've seen, you know, the Grizzlies have this type of success before, you know, in the great grind era, but, Clearly, this team is trending upward and you just have to break through. You can't you can't be so short sighted. But that's that's the culture of the NBA now. So it kind of makes sense to have that conversation now because we're seeing Nick Nurse get fired a couple years after winning the championship. Frank Vogel get fired a couple years after the championship. Boone a couple years after the championship. We're seeing that kind of be the thing now. So it makes sense. But getting back to your point uh, here, I always say this, Joe, two plus two is always going to equal four. At the end of the day, um, math is 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 math, and the math to what you said earlier is: if John Morant didn't make All NBA, Jared Jackson Jr. didn't make All NBA. Mm. How in the world was Taylor Jenkins not even in the top five? Not even of the top coaching five. of the coach of the year conversation. Not even the top five. It's like it, it's it's not adding up. It's not adding up. If you say, hey, blind blind resume, mm-hmm. this coach. Led a team to 50-plus wins. He only had his starting lineup, his preferred starting lineup of John Morant, Desivane, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams for what? I think it was 11 games, 13 games. That's One of the other bad. two numbers. It was 11 or 13 games, but less than 15 games. He had his full starting lineup, led the team to the number two seed, uh, amid the Josh suspension, amid Jaron Jackson Jr. missing the first, what, 14 games of the season? Amid Desmond Bain's foot injury and Dylan's, you know, pretty bad shooting year. Uh Steven <laughs> and, Adams. Through all yeah, Steven Adams missing the last couple Brandon months and a half Clark. Brandon Clark. He still doesn't get the love. And I and I'm questioning. I'm questioning it at this point. I know Taylor Jenkins isn't your you know your raw-rah coach who's gonna call out, you know, things like that. He's not your your super big coaching personality. That's never been his style and never will. But uh, I will say that, yes, he has his flaws. You you show me a coach that doesn't have flaws. I mean, he has his flaws. We talk about his flaws a lot. But a lot of Taylor Jenkins' flaws, I think, are kind of tied to personnel. You know, you you, you give him a team that doesn't have that many shot creators, and you say, hey, go be a great fourth-quarter offense. Like, it's kind of what happens, right? So um, credit to Taylor Jenkins. He's doing things with the Grizzlies that, I mean – this is this is a great run we're seeing this team go on. But I'm gonna have that conversation. I, I know a lot of these national guys, and I'm gonna have that conversation with them, Joe. Okay, what's because you didn't vote Ja, you didn't vote Jaren, and maybe maybe we're gonna bring one of them on the show in the summer because we need to get their opinions. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring a couple of these guys on the show
0: yeah.
1: and, and and get into their heads. Okay, if you didn't vote Jaren all NBA, you didn't vote Ja all NBA. How how was Coach? How was Taylor Jenkins? Uh not even I get it. He Mike Brown deserved the war. N- n- no complaints. I I had I didn't even have Taylor Jenkins top two. I think I had him third uh behind uh Dagnall and uh Mike Brown. But at the end of the day, he deserved more recognition than he received.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. I think that we need to go on a quest. Uh we can just call hunt it them all on down. quest where we'll hunt <laughs> these people down because the votes eventually go public. Mm-hmm. And we will go and we will see, we will seek out those who had Taylor Jenkins below the top 5 and we will say why and we will do that for you dear listener dear viewer we will right the wrongs we will pursue justice at every turn we will do what is right and we will spread the good news that is Taylor Jenkins is a very good NBA coach I'll I'm not going to go too far down the well cuz this is too inside baseball as a as a head football coach at the high school level you go to these all region meetings And there was a year where none of my players made the all region team, but I was the number two seed or our team was the number two seed in the region. And none of them made first team all region. And I left the room saying I'm the best expletive removed coach in the history of football. And I just left the meeting because I was so upset for my kids. Obviously Uh, I, I I should have won coach of the year apparently because I had no all region football players and yet we were the number two seed. So, on a much smaller scale that no one here except me cares about. <laughs> I can relate to Taylor Jenkins because John Morant doesn't get it. Darren Jackson Jr. Doesn't get it. And you don't get the recognition as a coach. And yet you're one of the top five teams in the NBA in the regular season for the second year in a row. It's pretty uh, remarkable, especially when you take all the context in as you outlined so well there. Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Grizzlies. However, you're checking out the show. Thank you for being an everydayer, being with us. Really, really, really appreciate everyone that has stayed the course with Lockdown Grizzlies coming out of the playoffs. It's a long offseason. The playoffs are still going on. Of course, we will be here with you every step of the way as the offseason kicks into high gear. You got the draft lottery next week, which obviously the Grizzlies won't be involved in, but that's still some NBA news. You got the draft combine coming up. We can start getting into some prospects. As May turns to June, because the draft happens almost immediately after the NBA Finals in the NBA. Um, so, lots of different interesting things. Stick with us here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Again, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. We're almost up to two thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is a massive deal for us. Michael and I have worked very hard at building up Lockdown Grizzlies, especially on YouTube, but across the board. So, subscribe on YouTube. great review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated on our Friday edition to Michael of Lockdown Grizzlies. I think I think that you got that, some things to get off your chest. I'm I'm a little bit fired up. I'm gonna be honest. I I got some things that I want to just vent and release in terms of how the team is perceived in terms of what needs to be done to correct the team uh to make it better and i'm not gonna go too crazy because i know not everybody's into mad joe uh but i, I do think that it be, it could be a grizzlies Festivus in may right like from the seinfeld show it, it could be an airing of grievances uh on this friday maybe not quite that intense but it does feel like a chance to go into the weekend just
1: clearing the air on some things to michael let it out let it all out so we're, <laughs> we're, we're gonna be here uh, to, to 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 get you through, uh, I think it's fair to call this a grieving process. Uh, that's what I think it's fair to call it. We Ooh. won't we won't we won't we won't tell them too much yet. But yeah.
0: Okay, I think that's fair. So I'll work through the stages of grief here on Lockdown Grizzlies uh, on Friday. You don't want to miss it. That was the best plug for a show ever uh, for for Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, Tennessee. I am Joe Molinax of Bluff City Media. We are both, of course, of Lockdown Grizzlies, and we are so grateful that you are with us here on Lockdown Grizzlies. So
1: until that Friday show, stay locked in. We'll talk to you soon.